popular Ukrainian group called Teen Sonsia, and that was Yichale Kozakia, a writing Cossacks. Dobry večer i vitaju vas vsih dorehi radio sluhači na radio programu Naš Holos, radio Krinskoho Korinja, na bohatomovni radio stanci AM 1320 CHMB u misci Vancouveri. Pri mikrofoni Pavlina, djakuji što rišile prebuti zimnoju nastupnu hodinu. Hello there and welcome to Nash Hollis Ukrainian Roots Radio coming to you here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. I'm your host Pavlina. Thank you so much for joining me. We've got a great program for you. We've got the return of Cultural Capsule hosted by Vasil Pavlovsky and uh, he'll be telling us in this first uh, edition of the return of Cultural Capsule all about a f- Ukrainian bandurist known as the father of the modern Ukrainian bandura the concert bandura. So stay tuned for that. As well, we've got a usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And coming up next, a group from Ukraine. This is from a, an album that I received a CD back in the early 2000s, before we could have imagined what is happening in Ukraine now. A happier time, full of promise, and a group called Luhansky Kozakia, a group of young men from the Luhansk region of Ukraine, very, very proud to be Ukrainian and returning to their Ukrainian roots at that time, recorded this album of Ukrainian folk songs. Here is one of them, Sevechir Vechuria, another charming folk song about young love on a hopeful evening. Ти знов саду сидиш, на стежечку глядиш І думку думаєш, чи я прийду Прийшов я до дівчини, добрий вечір сказав За руку взяв її, потім обняв її А як обняв її, поцілував За руку взяв її, потім обняв її А як обняв її, поцілував Дівчина сині очі Примружила свої, вона стидається і не признається, що любить так мене, як я її. Та як ми мріяли, кури забігали, і на прощанечко я їй сказав. Та як ми мріяли, кури забігали, і на прощанечко я їй сказав. Як вечір з вечоріє, вишневому саду, ти знов саду сиди, на стежечку гляди, а я до тебе знов серце приду. Ти знов саду сиди, на стежечку гляди, а я до тебе знов серце приду.
Pravit from Montreal from their most recent CD, Livsa Minaya, Not All Things Fade Away, and that was Jitojala, another Ukrainian poem set to music, keeping alive the memory as well as the poetry of a Ukrainian poet repressed by the Soviet regime. And these types of poems by Ukrainian poets uh, all but forgotten by history, is kind of been the life's work of Pravit. Uh, they've got three albums out, and they have been doing this setting, for the most most of their songs, are these lyrics of these poets uh, who were brutally treated by the Soviets and whose lives were cut short way too long. And uh, they've set it to their own music and uh, recorded three albums. And we're very blessed here on Nasholos to have a very close relationship with a group, namely with Roman Kostek, although I've never met, we've never met, but we've been in touch for uh, we're decades now, really, since their second album was recorded. And um, we have several interviews with Roman Kostek in the Nasholos Audio Archives, if you would like to learn more about their incredible work. And stay tuned for more from Pravit in the future here on Nasholos. Before them, you heard the Canadian Bandurist Chorus from Toronto with a traditional Ukrainian song that has recently become quite famous around the world, Oi Uluzi Chervona Kalina. And here now is Vassel Pavlovsky, also from Montreal, to tell the triumphant as well as tragic story of the father of the modern Bandura, Ukraine's national instrument. Good day to all old and new listeners of Nash Holos, Ukrainian Roots Radio. This is the inaugural edition of the new Cultural Capsule. Before I introduce the featured historical person of this episode, I would like you to take a listen to an excerpt of a piece he performed in a Soviet-era film produced by Hrihori Tasin in 1937, based on a work of Taras Shevchenko entitled Nazar Stodolya. This was one of Shuchenko's best-known dramatic works, which he wrote in 1843. <laughs> 
person in question is one Hnat Khotkevich, known as one of the fathers of the modern Ukrainian Bandura, also known as the Kharkiv Bandura, developed by himself and Leonid Haidamaka. The later was introduced to Khotkevich in 1923. Think about it. Russian balalaikas have three to six strings, while the contemporary bandura can have up to 64 strings. That is the equivalent of eight octaves. See the difference? Khotkevich was born in Kharkiv on April 12, 1878. If there was anything known as a Renaissance man during the early 20th centuries, one could simply point to Hnat Martinovich. He had learned to play piano and violin in his youth and later the mandura. The instrument which he contributed in developing further, he learned through the careful observation of the kobzari, primarily playing kobze, an instrument very similar to the lute. According to the Honchar Museum and Kiev's website, kobzarstvo and yirnetstvo were male occupations, and as a rule, kobzari, yirnike, and bandureste were blind. They earned their living in their own words, begging. This led to a nomadic lifestyle. Kobzari were Ukraine's version of the itinerant minstrels in other parts of Europe, and very often they were led by a young boy, who was often an orphan. Kwiatkiewicz's creative self started and was constant since 1895 when he organized the first village theater that year at about the age of 18. Some eight years later, he organized the first workers' theater in Kharkiv that over a three-year period had over 50 performances. Kwiatkiewicz studied engineering at the Kharkiv Polytechnical Institute and became a railway engineer though his political awareness and activity led to persecution. This persecution was a result of his organizing a railwayman strike in Lubotin in 1905, an important junction of the rail line from Kharkiv to Mykolaiv. To escape persecution, he fled to Halichina, western Ukraine, in 1906. He remained there for six years. During his six years there, he also created a theater and returned to central Ukraine where he settled in Kiev in 1912. In 1915, the Tsarist government arrested and exiled him to Voronezh, Russia, where he lived until the revolution in 1917. Theater was not the only area which Kutkevich touched. His first work of prose, a story called The Georgian Woman, was published in 1897. He published over a dozen novels, often touching on the topic of Ukraine's struggle for freedom and liberty. It was in the 1920s that Kutkevich began to conduct academic research and write about some of Ukraine's well-known literary and philosophical figures. Rehori Skoboroda, Taras Shevchenko, Yuri Fedkovich, and Olya Kobylanska. In 1930, he published Musical Instruments of the Ukrainian People, a 500-plus page publication that is still available in reprints and was most recently republished in 2012. Kotkevich's literary works eventually filled an eight-volume collection of works written from 1928 to 1932. During the Soviet period, he was also involved in translating works by Shakespeare, Moliere, Schiller, and Hugo. Known as one of the fathers of the contemporary Bandura, he was also very much involved in musical composition, education, and leadership. He published his first handbook for playing the Bandura while exiled in Lviv in 1909. From 1926 to 31, he led a class on playing Bandura at the Kharkiv Music Dramaturgical Institute. From 1928 to 31, he directed a Bandura's choir in Poltava, for which he developed an incredible repertoire for. The choir was the first Soviet ensemble to ever receive a contract for a North American tour. Kurtkevich wrote over 600 musical compositions for not only Bandura, but for complete orchestras, most of which were forbidden in the Soviet Union in 1931. In Kharkiv, on October 8, 1938, he was put in front of a firing squad and executed. One of the 3.77 million individuals repressed by Stalin. Many thanks to Vasil Pavlovsky for that fascinating glimpse of history and the tribute to a remarkable individual whose contributions to Ukrainian culture live on despite all the attempts to silence it. Now we move on from the horrors perpetrated on Ukraine in the 20th century to today's horrors being perpetrated in the 21st by a modern-day Stalin and another brilliant expression of the Ukrainian spirit and the will to survive and triumph against all odds. Our next selection is a commentary followed by a heartrending rendition of what has become known as the Anthem of the Defense of Ukraine, performed by Vova Heiser of the group Shabla, along with the orchestras of the Armed Forces of Ukraine, of course following his message to the 
orchestrator of the senseless devastation currently battering Ukraine. Vova Hazer and the orchestras of the armed forces of Ukraine with Bratia Ukrainsi, Ukrainian brothers. Дорогі українські народи, братья і сестри, рідні моєму серцю українські воїни, і всі ви, братья і сестри, хто разом з нами боронить нашу священну матір Україну. Весь світ дивиться на нас, на те, як ми згуртувалися, як ми не боїмося, як ми разом, кожен на своєму місці, даємо відсіч кремлівській орді. Путін, ти, курва, заплатиш нам за все, за материнські сльози, за кожного вбитого і замордованого українського солдата, за кожен порушений сон наших дітей, за кожну пережиту світом мить війни. У тебе нічого не вийде, ми вже вас перемогли, ви всі тут здохнете. Ми не здамося і не зламаємося. Ніколи. Ми будемо вас вбивати з такою лютю кожного по декілька разів. І навіть якщо комусь з вас вдасться врятуватися, знайте, рано чи пізно ми всіх вас знайдемо і знищимо. Русські солдати і офіцери, у вас ще є шанс спасти свою честь. Здавайтесь в плен, спасіть ваші душі. Слава Україні! Перемога буде за нами. Смерть російським окупантам! Любі мої діти, мила мамо й тату, я йду на віноньку нашу землю захищати. Не плачте за мною, якщо в полі скину, це віта за любоненьку нашу Україну. Єднаємося, браття, цю Нехай ворог знає, ми за Україну. Богу душу нашу віддамо єдину, за нашу землю священну Україну. Богу душу нашу віддамо єдину, за нашу Україну. 
Next is another Ukrainian performer, former Ukrainian performer. He's now Canadian. He's been in Canada since the early 1990s, and he has made himself a great career uh, out in the Far East, as we like to call it out here sometimes. Uh, Toronto area. He's now in Toronto, and his name is his stage name is Papa Duke. His real name is Vasil Papa Duke, and he was originally with Hopak Ukrainian Folk Dance Ensemble performing here in uh, Vancouver back in, I think, 1990. So it was before Ukrainian independence, and he uh, defected at that time, decided to stay in Canada, make his career here, and uh, still remains very, very close to his Ukrainian roots. Here is Vasil Povajuk from a recording made uh, shortly after he arrived in Canada. The song is called Tram Tram.
From Newfoundland, that was Brian Sherwick and the Kubasonics with a recent release called Kalena. And coming up next, on that kind of musical theme of nautical theme and maritime theme here is a Ukrainian artist by the name of Helena Andrusova with a Ukrainian version of a sea shanty that went viral last year called the Wellerman Song. Пішов корабель у море один, бляшанка з чаєм так звався він. Равливі трихилився, ні зей хлопці прорвемось. Скоро підмо прийде, чай цукориром нам привезе. В той день з китом буде все, додому попливемо. Двох тижнів час іще не сплив, як справжній кит до них підплив. Всім грізно капітан звелів, китами візьмемо. Скоро підмо прийде, чи цукориром нам привезе. В той день, як з китом буде все, додому попливемо. Пустили човен враз на воду, як вдарив кит хвостом по ньому, гарпунили його невтомно, а кит пірнув на дно. Скоро підмо прийде, чи цукориром нам привезе, в той день з китом буде все, додому попливемо. Не ріжуть лимбу, кит не йде, не в грошах справа, просто честь для капітана понад все, тож далі їх тягло. Скоро підмо прийде, чи цукориром нам привезе, в той день з китом буде все, додому попливемо. Днів сорок битва вже велася, лила то слабне, то не тяглась, човнів четвірка лиш зосталась, не слабша вкит на зло. Скоро підмо прийде, чи цукориром нам привезе, в той день з китом буде все, додому попливемо. Говорять, битва йде давно, живий кит і линву не ріже ніхто, підмога підвозить їжі питва, щоб чим збадьоритися всім було. Скоро підмо прийде, чи цукориром нам привезе, в той день з китом буде все, додому попливемо. Скоро підмо прийде, чи цукориром нам привезе, в той день з китом буде все, додому попливемо. This is Irena Bell, producer and host of the Ukrainian Hour on Chin Radio in Ottawa, with a Did You Know Chisnalevi segment, and special greetings to the listeners of Nash Holos. Did you know that the trident symbol, as featured in the current Ukrainian coat of arms, is more than 1,000 years old? While signing a treaty with Byzantium, the ambassadors of the Kievan prince Ihor in the 10th century used the trident in their seals. The trident or trizub was stamped on the gold and silver coins issued in the 10th and 11th centuries by Prince Volodymyr the Great. During the Kievan Rus period, the trident or trizub was also found on the bricks of various churches, castles and palaces, and on ceramics, weapons, rings, medallions, seals, and manuscripts. Almost 200 variations of the trizub from medieval times have been discovered in Ukraine. In December 1917, the trident was adopted as a symbol of the Free Ukrainian People's Republic. Officially discredited in Ukraine under the Soviets, the trident nevertheless remained the symbol of the National Liberation Movement. The Verkhona Rada, or Ukrainian Parliament, on February 1992 approved the Trezub or Trident as the small state coat of arms. It appears on the presidential standard of Ukraine. Many thanks to Irena Bell of the Ukrainian radio program in Ottawa for sharing Chisnalave, did you know, with Nasholis listeners. You can catch her show Sundays at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is, of course, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, streaming live at www.chinradioottawa.com.
Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Shevchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for over 50 years. Since 1963, the Shevchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing arts and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Hollis listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit ShochenkoFoundation.com. Ukraine is under deadly attack, and Ukraine War Amps is asking for your help with a tax-deductible donation today. Funds are desperately needed by Ukrainian defenders for bulletproof jackets, helmets, walkie-talkies, food, water and gas, and by civilians, including children, for food, water and medications and, when possible, escape to safety. Please donate today to Ukraine War Amps via PayPal, e-transfer to ukrainewaramps at gmail.com or visit ukrainewaramps.ca. A group of American professors is running an online platform providing free tutoring help to Ukrainian pupils and students in any subject from maths, informatics and sciences to history, language and music. Hundreds of pupils and students from elementary school through the university level are already learning in Ukrainian, Russian or English. You can see details and sign up to tutor or to learn at tutoringwithoutborders.org. my face, I hear the long grass give a sigh Reminds me of a distant place Untamed, unchanged, untouched by time We're in a bad situation An invasion, a war Again we face occupation, just can't take any more The music floats down from the sky, illumination from the sun Winged figures dancing as they fly, like them I feel like having fun Then I awake and remember separation from you Because of forced relocation I can't believe this is true I try forgetting for a while But that's the way it had to be I like remembering your smile And I'll remember you remembering me I try to send you a message I just want you to know I'm always thinking of you I just can't wait to come home Feel the east wind kiss my face I hear the long grass give a sigh Reminds me of a distant place Untamed, unchanged, untouched by time I try forgetting for a while But that's the way it had to be I like remembering your smile and I'll remember you remembering me.
I feel the east wind kiss my face I hear the long grass give a sigh From London, England, that was Ludwig Stepan Pusichnik from an album he released many years ago, um, a couple of decades, I think, now. It's uh, called Electic, and that song was called The Refugee Song, and who knew how timely it would be 20 years later. Welcome to Knizhka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, Ukrainian stories in English. In this edition of Knizhka Corner... We will be discussing Yuri Kostenko's book, Ukraine's Nuclear Disarmament, A History. Ukraine's Nuclear Disarmament, A History, published by the Ukrainian Research Institute at Harvard University, outlines the factors which led Ukraine to sign the Budapest Memorandum in 1994. This agreement denuclearized the country. It also questions whether this was the right decision for Ukraine's future. Yuri Kostenko's insider account will help readers understand the power dynamics involved with Ukraine's fateful decision to give up its nuclear weapons in the mid-1990s, leaving Ukraine vulnerable to Russian aggression. In 2014, 20 years after the Budapest Memorandum was signed, Russia annexed Crimea and supported an insurgency in eastern Ukraine. The first chapter, An Infant in a Grown-Up's Game, outlines the influences which impacted Ukraine's initial decision-making. In July 1990, as the Ukrainian parliament was drafting the Declaration of State Sovereignty of Ukraine, Ivan Drach, the leader of Narodnei Ruch, suggested that perhaps nuclear weapons should be banned on Ukrainian territory. This was a new and controversial idea. After the dissolution of the Soviet Union, Ukraine was left with the third largest nuclear arsenal in the world, after the United States and Russia. Russia wanted complete nuclear disarmament of all former Soviet republics, other than Russia. Russia would then take ownership of these nuclear armaments, giving them increased power, influence, and financial benefits. It would also remove all potential nuclear threats on its doorstep. Russians believed that Ukraine was still a part of Russia and therefore Ukraine should readily comply with Russia's wishes. The United States also wanted to prevent the proliferation of nuclear weapons, and they preferred to maintain the status quo by moving the nuclear weapons to Russia. Subsequent chapters outline the torturous process which led to Ukraine's nuclear disarmament and the resulting weakening of its international status. In its early days of independence, Ukraine lacked a robust political, economic, and security decision-making structure. It was heavily reliant on Russian-influenced leaders. Russia and the United States moved ahead diplomatically, assuming Ukraine would eventually give up its nuclear arsenal. They negotiated the START one and start two treaties with very little Ukrainian input. Meanwhile, Ukrainian parliamentarians examined issues of payment for nuclear materials and retention of some weaponry. Ukraine's national interests and a distinct understanding that Russia was not our ally in this process were central to the development of the Nuclear Disarmament Action Plan. In 1994, the United States started belatedly supporting Ukrainian independence from Russian influence. However, with the election of President Kuchma and his new parliament in 1994, those Ukrainian diplomatic players who understood the potential risks were sidelined. 
In the end, Ukraine capitulated and signed the Budapest Memorandum. They believed their sovereignty would be protected in the future. Yuri Kostenko's account is a thorough examination of a difficult subject. As Ukraine's Minister of Environmental Protection and Nuclear Safety from 1992 to 1998, he participated in many of the discussions and negotiations relating to Ukraine's nuclear status. Based on previously unavailable documents, Kostenko gives readers insight into the Ukrainian parliamentary debates about Russian and American proposals for nuclear disarmament. These international partners exerted pressure on the newly independent Ukraine. In the end, Ukraine had little choice but to give up its nuclear arsenal to Russia. As a result, Ukraine was now virtually defenseless against Russian aggression. In 2014, when Russia invaded Crimea and eastern Ukraine, those countries who had guaranteed Ukraine's borders did not live up to their commitments. Koskenta tells readers, paper agreements and friendly pats on the back do not work in the contemporary world. This book will appeal to a variety of readers interested in Ukraine's history, nuclear disarmament, international politics, and Russian aggression. This dense but well-written text is thoroughly researched. Academics will appreciate the documents in the appendices as well as the detailed footnotes. The photographs and biographical text boxes about key players in Ukraine's nuclear disarmament are also important to the historical record. Yuri Kostenko is a Ukrainian politician and leader of the Ukraine People's Party. From 1990 to 2014, he was a member of the Parliament of Ukraine. In the years 1992 to 1998, he joined the cabinet with portfolios governing environmental protection and nuclear safety. Kostenko was a top-level representative of Ukraine in the negotiations with the Western powers and Russia on the denuclearization of Ukraine in the 1990s. Ukraine's Nuclear Disarmament, a History, was published by the Ukrainian Research Institute at Harvard University, HURI. Kostenko currently lives in Kiev, Ukraine. Ukraine's Nuclear Disarmament, a History, is available at Amazon and HURI Books. Thanks, Myra. Join us again soon for another edition of Kanishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Прийшли окупанти до нас в Україну, форма новенька, воєнні машини, та трохи поплавився їх інвентар. Байрактар. Байрактар. Російські танкісти сховались в кущі, щоб лаптя посорбати довбані щі, та трохи у щах перегрівся навар. Байрактар. Байрактар Зі сходу припхались до нас барани Для восстановления великой страны Найкращий пастух баранячий хотар Байрактар Байрактар Їх доводи всяке озброєння, різне ракети, потужні машини залізні, у нас на всі доводи є коментар. Байрактар! Байрактар! Вони захопити хотіли нас зразу, і ми зачаїли на орків образу, з бандитів російських робить примар. Байрактар! Байрактар 
Російська поліція справи заводить На вбивцю рашистів ніяк не знаходить Хто ж винен, що в нашому полі глухар? Байрактар Байрактар Веде пропаганду кремлівський урод Слова пропаганди ковтає народ Тепер нове слово знає їх цар And that was Bayraktar, and that is the name and the story of the Turkish drone that has been pushing back the Russian aggressors. Nizhami shiskin chile nasha programu, shichlashti domu, viskazati do pobachinia, ala peritem yehochu zalashitavas, temislovami mudrostia. Slabe silnoho ne pobidit. And our proverb of the week translates as the weak cannot conquer the strong. And that brings us to the end of another edition of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. Just a reminder that the Nanaimo edition of Nash Holos can be heard in the Vancouver listening area on CHLY 101.7 FM. If you miss the on-air or live stream broadcast, the podcast link is available at our website www.nashholos.com. There's also a link to our Patreon site there and I hope you'll consider supporting our work. Again, that's www.nashholos.com. Well, our time is about up, so to take us to the end of our program, I blast from the past a group from Montreal called Zvin. This comes to us courtesy Roman Kostik of uh, Privit, and uh, this is a traditional Ukrainian folk song all about a girl called Haya. I'm Pavina on behalf of all of us here at Nashholos and AM1320. Thanks for listening, and Dobranich! Oh,
Збирайся, молодий козаче, завтра похід був. Поки буде той, збирайся, молодий козаче, завтра похід Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.